iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. Hi, I'm Richie Sambora. And I'm John Bon Jovi, and this is our iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. How about that? Here we are. We're going to talk about the 10 songs that influenced us probably in our lives, even though there's probably been thousands of songs that have influenced in our life. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, because I can't think of any. All right, I got one. <laughs> I got one. I think uh, the first time I heard Satisfaction, um, that guitar lick and just the way it sounded, you know, for me as a guitar player, uh, that kind of blew my mind, you know, and it, it really got me into the Rolling Stones and, and where rock was going. In the 60s, it was the renaissance of rock and roll because I think it was, I mean, you could, you could go to a rock and roll show and find three different kinds of bands, you know, Joan Baez and, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Rolling Stones playing in the same show. But I think when I heard Satisfaction, um, that was early in the 60s too. I, was, I must have been five or six years old. That guitar riff, uh, I mean, it's still relevant today. Uh, and obviously, the Rolling Stones as songwriters are, you know, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards are unbelievable. So there's one for me. Still do. They're, they're the uh, the epitome of what a rock band is, was, and will be. They're the bar. Um, Simon and Garfunkel, Bridge Over Troubled Water. When you're talking about being a songwriter, these are the kinds of songs that you can only aspire to. Um, they're timeless and classic. The lyrical content is moving and it's intelligent. It's been covered by a myriad of artists over the years. Uh, it still brings people together in times of need. Paul Simon is one of America's great songwriters. Absolutely. So Bridge Over Troubled Water and Paul Simon. But for me, you know, in the mid-70s, I remember Elton John being a, a great influence. He, he was really coming into his own commercially, like on the cover of Time Magazine, big. He was releasing albums like Captain Fantastic and uh, Caribou. Um, I remember making a, a, a guitar out of cardboard and, and painting it red, white, and blue and writing Elton on the guitar. Um, you know, telling him that story years later, how important Captain Fantastic was uh, in my youth. Um, I think, you know, as an artist, anyone would be touched by that idea that some artists of another generation then commented on those songs. But he and Bernie have written songs that are a part of the patchwork of people's lives today. 
and he's still a very current artist making new records and listening to music all the time. So Elton John would have been a, an early influence. Yeah, for me too. I mean, I'm, he was unbelievable influence on me too. I think, I, you know, as a guitar player, when you're listening to a piano player <clears throat> all the time, you know, too, so it really, really, you know, was very interesting. The first time uh, that I think I was introduced to Bob Dylan, um, who was obviously one of the greatest songwriters, like Paul Simon, uh, American songwriters in our in in our time, uh, and I, I think I found him a little later, obviously, because it, the lyric was a little intelligent for me to be grasping at uh, a young age, and I think first time I heard "Tangled Up in Blue." Uh, that's what got me. I mean, it just got, you know, I just said, I get this now, man. I understand what's going on. And then I started to really get into where he was at. And it really made me want to become a songwriter, you know? So now I'm going back again. I got to get to her somehow. All the people we used to know, they're an illusion to me now. Some are mathematicians. Some are carpenters' wives. Don't know I don't know what they do with their lives But me, I'm still on the road Ahead for another joint We always did feel the same We just saw it from a I'll tell you a Bob Dylan song that works in both of our lives because it was in our backyard was called um, Hurricane off the album Desire. Oh, that's right. What a and, great song. And uh, where we grew up in Middlesex County, New Jersey, once a year you'd have to get in the car with your parents and go and stand in the long, long line of inspection to have your car inspected. And it was right outside the walls of Rawway State Prison where uh, Reuben Hurricane Carter was holed up. And so that was my first experience where songwriting wasn't, she loves you, yeah, 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 but it was about, here comes the story of Hurricane, the man the authorities came to blame for something they'd never done. And he was right over that wall. And on, That's right. on the Wide World of Sports, they had a, a boxing match of him from the prison in our youth. Now, this was my first experience of realizing the power of song and lyric and reality. And that reality was right on the other side of that wall, which also put you through the scared straight. Remember those shows? Oh, yeah, the, the scared straight. I mean, <laughs> literally, where we used to have to go do our driving test and get our license. That's where that Right outside was. the prison walls. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was <laughs> Jersey where we that grew was up. New Jersey. That was my first uh, experience with Bob at, at the height of his cool with those great hats and the and the makeup and the look that he had was was special. I remember listening to Desire front to back forever. Yeah, yeah. We've got you for the motel job and you're talking to your friend Bello. You don't want to have to go back to jail, be a nice fellow. You'll be doing society a favor. That son of a bitch is brave and getting braver. We wanna put his ass in the stir. We wanna pin this triple murder on him. He ain't no gentleman, Jim. Um, let's see some 
early influences, late 70s. Uh, Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare. I remember Alice's uh, coming to my house when we were writing with him for his, one of his records. That's right. And, ha and making him tell us all the stories. And that was as entertaining as knowing that Alice was in your house. <laughs> right, no, and we had a chance to record with him, and then we're behind, we're behind the glass, and then Alice is singing, you were going, That's Alice! That's Alice Cooper! Cool! Alice Cooper! <laughs> and, uh, and, and he would tell us all the great stories, but uh, a great entertainer, uh, a fun, fun listen, you know, so welcome to my nightmare. That, that was a, a, a fun and influential album for the showmanship, uh, and, and the idea that, you know, one of the early guys that you've made friends with. Welcome to my breakdown. I hope I didn't scare you. That's just the way we are when we come down. I gotta talk about Hendrix because I felt like uh, Jimmy was not only an underrated songwriter, but I think he was an underrated singer too. Because he, he was a lot like Bob uh, Dylan. He kind of had that talking kind of, talking kind of singing stuff. And when I heard, uh, let's see, The Wind Cries Mary, uh, which is something that I later covered uh, myself. Um, Again, there was that, it was a story, you know what I mean? Some bizarre lyric that you had to really kind of get into to figure it out. But it was a song that, you know, got me into Jimmy and therefore uh, also one of the reasons I became a lead guitar player like Jimmy Hendrix and Jimmy Page and, and uh, uh, Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton, all those guys had the passion when they played a lead solo, you know? And uh, The Wind Cries Mary was a song that uh, got to me because it was a blues song and it was sad and I, I must have been going through a relationship thing or something at the time. And it just kind of got to me. A broom is drearily sweeping Up the broken pieces of yesterday's life Somewhere a queen is weeping Somewhere a king has no wife And the wind, it cries very Yeah, Led Zeppelin, obviously, uh, first time I heard good times, bad times, I, I, it was something like, you know, you never ever heard in your life. Um, the way Led Zeppelin writes the, and the way their records were were uh, so different than anything, uh, you know, and Robert's lyrics and stuff like that. But I think the first time I heard Good Times, Bad Times, uh, it, was, it was something that definitely changed my life. And uh, now I'm, uh, you know, happen to be good friends with Jimmy and I'm able to talk to him about how those songs came about. And, all that stuff about how that happened. That's one of the great parts of our job. I think that we uh, get to meet our heroes and stuff like that. So yeah, good times, bad times was something that definitely threw me into a whole 
it made me want me to play as a musician heavier music because I think that was like the at that time to me that was what heavy metal was really really about and I enjoyed delving into that as a guitar player and, and seeing what that was about even as a song Songwriting standpoint, Tom Waits. Um, yeah, geez. a lot of people don't realize that he wrote and recorded first a song called Jersey Girl. So the tie back to the Jersey connection, um, of course, which is where we're from, was written by um, Tom Waits, and uh, and he drew pictures of the place that we were born and raised and lived our most of our adult lives too. So um, that was a, a fantastic, fantastic uh, introduction to uh, somebody who became very influential to me as a lyricist uh, and as a great performer. I was lucky enough to, to see him perform live and uh, I'm a huge fan of, of Waits' work. Down the shore, everything's all right You and your baby on a Saturday Don't you know all my dreams come true Down the street with you sing how about um just a throwback to to the eagles um oh that's a great one. Hanley fry um great songwriting team obviously a, a band full of great players and singers um hotel california what a, a fantastic song, what a great story, what a great I listened to it this lick. morning, I swore on my mother's <laughs> life. I swore to God, I listened to the whole album this morning there at breakfast. Really so did. the song, Hotel California, and that guitar lick. And it also, um, I did. I it, the beauty of it is, Richie's listened to it just this morning, <laughs> or my 15-year-old son was just singing it this weekend. And so it's uh, gone to a whole other generation of kids now, which is... You know, that's the magic of music. When a, when a good song really resonates, it, it crosses generations and cultures. And, and, uh, and sometimes, you know, people don't even know why or how they heard it, but then they, they just seem to know it. That's one of those songs you just seem to think you've known forever. There were voices down this corridor. I thought I heard them say, Welcome to the Hotel California. band that uh, started out a little bit before us but now has become our contemporaries you too um, I went to see them they're a little bit older than us and I, I remember I went to see them at the Capitol Theater uh, and then I heard it was like the first time I heard Sunday Bloody Sunday and you start to realize all of a sudden the political aspect of what was happening 
in song at that point and that, what that really, really meant to them. And uh, that was something that, that was something that jarred me, I think. And, uh, and then when I saw them live, it was their first album. All they had was one record, you know? So basically they, that's what they were playing and they were doing a couple covers, but Sunday Bloody Sunday was a song, I think that, you know, still holds up today and still uh, holds a story that is happening in their home country today. So that was something that kind of moved me. And it was a band from a whole other foreign land also. So it was, that was interesting. I can't believe the news today. Oh, I can't close my eyes and make it go away. How long, how long must we sing this song? How long, how long? So I'm John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambora. Thanks for spending some time with us on the iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast. iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast.